TTB Music Podcast. Can you hear me? It sounds like um what's the word I'm looking for? Twenty eighteen. What what are you doing over there? I know. <laughs> Come in. The mics are all over the shop and you're halfway across the room. I know. Well it's a new year. I like to you know, uh, I like to play around with the uh, things. Yeah. The knobs and the you like to play with the knobs and the stuff. Thank and you very much. Yeah. Yeah. soon. Oh. Yeah. Let's ah. get the bromance going there early go. on. Try January. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Ah. Ah. Yeah. Right. right. Um, Let's park that. Music. Ah. Music, music, music. So, Justin Timberlake, he was... Sh- uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We're back to... <laughs> it's a new year. It's a new year. New music. Um... Regular listeners, and I believe there are still a few of you listening. Thanks. We'll know that <laughs> the uh, start of the year means we do look at the BBC sound of whatever year it is. Choices for the top five and winner, which we will do at the end of this podcast. Yeah. But we have four actual new albums to look at as well, which are Camilla Cabello, Camilla, uh, Joe Satriani, What Happened Next, Black Rebel Motorcycle Club, Wrong Creatures, and the President Lincoln Pilgrim and Aliens, the last of which is a request from a friend of ours. So let's start with pop. I think definitely, definitely say pop. With the debut solo album from Kimberly Cabello, who uh, used to be a member of uh, X Factor winners, US X Factor winners, Fifth Harmony. Harmony, harmony. I know Fifth Harmony because they appear. I can't remember now if it's. Um, Barbie and Life in the Dollhouse, or Lego Best Friends Forever, Lego Friends, but it's one of the two. So I'm glad to know that. Also I'm glad the to know their work has been used <laughs> in, in popular. In, in no, they actually appeared, appeared in the show. Oh, they appeared in either oh. as plastic Barbie S dolls or plastic no Lego. Comment. Anyway, yeah, no comment. I'm um, kind of hoping it's the latter. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's my that's my fifth harmony. Um, I don't want to go to work, 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 work. What did I think? Um, sorry. I'm getting ahead of you there. What did I think of this album, you ask? Um, I that, yes. Yeah, okay. So, it's all right. I mean, okay, let's break it down a bit further. Let's break it down. And this is classic breakout. If breakout from a girl band, an American girl band, was a genre, this would be a classic of the oeuvre. <laughs> it's got it's got all the right beats, hasn't it? It's got the pop one, the sad one, the mellow one, the slightly different one, maybe involving guitars, um, the one that's a bit R and B, uh, and and then it's got a remix of the pop one again at the end. Uh, yes. Yeah. And I have to say, never be the same. Particularly the radio edit features track track eleven. That's alright. It's a decent pop tune. Quite like it. Um, and there's a quite an interesting cover of Havana on here as well, which um, well, it's a, it's a kind of new song without being a new song. Without being a new song, with without being a new song, um, which is on here too. And uh, yeah, there we go. That's my review. Six <laughs> as always. Um, <laughs> go on. 
No, I, do you I, ever I, expand on that? I do actually. I, 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 I was quite surprised with that. I, I didn't mind it at all. I, well, I, well, I thought. Well, I didn't say I minded it. Well, I thought. Well, I thought was good is the fact that I, I think it manages to avoid falling into the trap that's been my main criticism of uh, pop albums in the last two two years, which is it. Uh, yes, I am speaking to you, Taylor, Katie, Adele. Um, which is, I think it avoids chasing that kind of homogenised R&B yep. sound that yep. everyone's doing. Which everyone's doing. Um, so I quite like that, despite the fact it's got quite a lot of producers involved with it and stuff like that, that they all seem to have bought into kind of almost taking a step back and not throwing the kitchen sink at yeah. everything. They've kind of gone, okay, let's try and keep the instrumentation as simple as possible. <laughs> And just try and dare I say it, try and let the songs stand on their own, own two legs. And I, th- and I think the result of that is is it's quite a short album, as we said, uh, which th- I liked. Thirty-five minutes, absolutely. And I think and I think that works to its credit as well. The fact that I think that means it doesn't get to that point where you're thinking, um, okay, this is starting to annoy me. It's, it's the, the goodwill that it builds up in being quite in in a quite creating that kind of likable kind of. Latin influence kind of pop record. Um, it doesn't get to that point where it starts pissing you off, and you're thinking, "Oh my God, we've had an hour of this." Yeah. It, uh, it's all the songs are about three minutes, three classic kind of like three just over three minutes long, so like that. And it's hard to watch that. The, the, I like the, the you said mentioned um, the radio edit of uh, "Never Be the Same." Yeah. I actually quite like. You like the original? I like the original, which yeah. is which yeah, kick, the kicks, kicks, up. Up, kicks yeah. up the record. Yeah. That Havana itself, obviously the song, Havana. which which is not impossible to impossible yeah. to escape yeah. it. If, yeah. if you put a radio on in the last Havana. three months, you will have heard this song, whether you want to or is not. Is it a cover? Um, no, it isn't. But it but it is. Yeah. Um, but also, I think that there's, there's a couple of ballads on the album that I think are also really really good. Um, Consequences and something's got to give, which I think are both really good. Pop tunes and good pop ballads as yeah. well. Um, so I think, considering, you know, the fact that it is a hey, I've been in a girl band. This is my debut solo album. Although I suppose if we looked at the the, the uh, looked at the One Direction kind of, kind of things, they've all managed to produce reasonable. This is so 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 solo al- so solo albums. Um, different degrees, whether you like the actual music or not, but but not yeah. none of them delivered a. Uh, an album that has been critically <laughs> rubbish. Yeah, kind yeah. of hammered. It's like the third one for me, seventeen. Yeah, you know, doing an album twenty years ago. They've all seemed to have kind of like churned out records. That people yeah. have gone, actually, that's quite credible. That's yeah, right. And I think this kind of fits, fits into that. I, I, I think, I said it's it's short, it's sweet. An album that that I wouldn't object to having, you know, having a small child wouldn't object to having to be forced to listen to over yeah. and over. No, it's a. It's Fair, that's fair. Um, and I think actually what you've touched on there is that, that these bands are now so well produced, not overproduced, but so well produced that actually when they do start to go their separate ways and forge individual careers, the fact that they were plucked as individuals and put into a package in the first place. Indeed, yes. I speaks volumes for the people that did that. <laughs> clearly have an eye for a talent. And there were songs. Right. Apparently Ed Sheeran chucked her a song which didn't oh, make the album and various other things. There's apparently she rewrote almost totally, but... That man's prolific. <laughs> he is, you know. It's... 
quest or something. Yeah. Two number ones over Christmas. I remember. Oh, well, there are a few. I have not. Yeah. Um, Don't do charts. It's it's not short. If you could, like, that's what you said. Should we move on? Let's move on. Yes, we move on to the 16th cell album from uh, Joe Satriani. What happened next? And um, it's an interesting one for me. I remember when Joe Satriani's um, actually it wasn't his first album. It was his second album. Um, Surfing the Alien came out back in. Uh, 87, mm-hmm. which I bought and I, uh, uh, I relied. And around that same t- same t- same time that, that came out, I think, or well, maybe a couple years before, I remember reading an interview with Steve Vai. Um, and he was talking about, uh, I think it's when well, well, Steve Vai was playing with Dave Liveroff, and he was, he was talking about you know what he was doing and stuff, and stuff like that. And at that time, he was still taking guitar lessons with Joe Satriani. Off and on, despite the fact, I mean, Joe Satriani had taught him to play when he was 13. Um, but even though he had become established wow. and, and, and was someone that people were already kind of going, we are not worthy to, yeah, yeah. he was still thinking, you know, there's still stuff I can learn. Wow. And I always kind of, I always kind of liked that. I was that's, amazed, that's amazed, amazed at that kind of time. Thinking, oh yeah, fine. And I, think, I think Joe Satriani also taught um, Kurt right. Hammett of yeah, yeah. Metallica to play as well. Um, Great attitude. So, a guitarist of mm. renown, to say, to say the least. As we said, over the last few years, over the last decade or so, the stuff that Joseph Trinidad has released has been kind of, kind of washed over me. Although, uh, me and uh, um, cousin Paul oh, yeah. did did get did go and see him live a few years back. Did you? Uh, and he was good, because um, you know, as I said, he can play the guitar. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I'd ne- But off the back of that, I had no desire to kind of get any rec- any more records stuff like that. So I've been pleasantly. I was pleasantly surprised by what happened. Happened. Happened next. Um, partly because I think it, it last few albums of his have been more kind of experimental than trying to be. Um, I don't know. Al- al- almost kind of concept albums in a kind of instrumental kind of way, and kind of being more kind of. Spacey and out there and stuff like this. Whereas this um, appeals to my rock sensibilities because basically it's a it's a three-piece rock band: Satriani, um, Glenn Glenn Hughes, who is one of the best bass, bass players in the world, rock bass players in the world, originally from Deep Purple, and um, the drummer from Red Hot Chili Peppers, Chad Smith. Uh, and I think. For the purpose of this record, I think it re- works re- really well. You've got an album that kicks off with a song called Energy, which is full of energy in a classic rock kind of way. Uh, in fact, so much so, it's, it's kind of thing, I think about 30 seconds into Energy, you're, you're almost kind of waiting for the kind of like <laughs> vocals to come in. You know, it's got a classic yeah. kind of hard rock thing, thinking, okay, someone's about to come in and go, which bizarrely is not to say that this album is, is a kind of one-trick kind of hard rock pony, because actually the, the, there are highs and lows in the kind of full-out kind of rockiness to it, right. and slightly more mellow stuff, when, particularly in the middle of the album, where you've got um, uh, Cherry Blossom's Righteous and Smooth, Smooth Soul in a, in a row, which I think are all kind of um, a bit more relaxed, and Righteous particularly, I think, would be... If this was an album that had singing on it, Righteous is the track I think people would pick out and go, okay, this is the single. 
Um, and yeah, it, it just reminded me how much I do like A, instrumental music, and B, because we haven't done instrumental music on. We have done instrumental music. We haven't done it for a long time though. But it's usually synth based. Cause yeah, usually, yeah. Usually, usually it's synth based. Let's play Orbital and things like that. Yeah. Um, this is the first kind of like guitar-y kind of rookie for mm -hmm. me. And it's, this album just really works for me. And I actually, it's one of those classic things when I think actually the latter half of the album is the better half better. of the album. Yeah. Um, so from Looper, which is track eight, Looper, What Happens Next, title track, and some super funky badass particularly, yeah. I think are just really, really cool songs. Um, so yeah, it, it kind of, for me, it kind of rattles a lot. It's 50, 50 more minutes, yeah. rattles along, and thoroughly enjoyable. Thought you'd say that. <laughs> thought you'd say all of that. Yeah. I, uh, Had to be predictable. I mean, for, for me, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, I, I struggled a little more with this. But as you say, I struggled a little more at the beginning of the album. Um, it was a couple of tracks in before I sort of found my own groove with it. Yeah. And we completely agree with that latter statement you made, that the, the sort of final third um, rushes through at quite a pace. But it's actually very enjoyable, very listenable to as well. Yeah. And, and, and I don't know, by this point, I've listened to the album a couple of times. I actually found... I was, really, I was really quite getting into it. I was, you know, it was kind of, you know, there in the headphones, or whatever. And uh, yeah, it's it, it sort of the fact that it's, you know, purely instrumental, pure rock. Um, it, it kind of washed over me, and, and but but in a in a yes, enjoyable yeah. sense. Um, yeah, no, so so thoroughly enjoyed listening to this album a second time, particularly that final. I because I, I, I knew you would, you would cover that in such expert detail. I, I did do a quick little, you know, on the internet. Say Google search. Uh, I don't know what you were thinking. Um, and uh, and uh, I, I I didn't realize he has this thing about sci-fi, and he names his tracks after sci-fi yes. sort of themes and memes. And uh, I, you got Looper on here, obviously. Thanks. That's that's Peter's fact. <laughs> she borrowed from somewhere. <laughs> Thank you very much. So, um, next up, the eighth studio album. Um, for a band who've been going 20 years now, uh, amazingly, Black Rebel Motorcycle Club. And a black band I believe that we have seen live. Yeah? With, my, with, with, my, with my brother. With your brother? Of all things, a long time ago now. A very long time ago. I was still... Uh... Yeah, anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I was, I was still living a little bit closer to you than I do now. Yes, and, a, uh, yes a long time ago. That was a long time ago. And uh, yeah, now we went to see them at uh, was Brixton Academy. Yeah, but the, the yeah. thing I remember about that gig, um, and I was talking to uh, mutual friends of ours not that long ago about all this, um, about gigs, gigs that were amazing and bit gigs that were slightly disappointing. What slightly disappointed me about that gig, and it was a point, it was a point that um, came up in conversation earlier, is um, you know, London crowds do have a little bit of a reputation of being a bit flat. At that gig, we were sat down. We were sat in down, very right. comfy chairs. This, I is seem very, to this is very that, true, and that's what I remember about the gig. I don't remember much about the band. I just yes. remember being sat. We were sat in comfy chairs, and, and it felt very odd. Uh, yeah, for the type of gig, yes, yeah, it is, for that yes. particular yeah. gig. But anyway, we're moving on. As for this album, moving on. <laughs> moving on. Two thousand eighteen version. Two thousand eighteen. Uh, spooling. BRMC. Spooling forward. Do we what, care? Um, I, I, initial listen, I was going to say, mm, no, certainly not. But, again, listen to this album two or three times. Um, I have to say, that first album, that de debut album, was stunning. 
Yeah. And I think as a career high, possibly one that they probably struggled to, to compete with. Then there was the inevitable slack in the middle. Yeah. Um, and I think the last time that they came up on our list, I remember thinking, yeah, a bit of a dirge. Um, but actually this, this album, um, yeah, a bit of, a, a, not a return to form, but it's, it's, it's a perfectly, uh, I'm not going to say it, listenable <laughs> album. Solid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, it's, a, it's a perfectly enjoyable album. Um, and and if, if you're a fan already, uh, I think this is a good, I think this is good, as good as you're going to get. I, it's all right. Yeah, I mean, I, it's all right. Good. No, I think I think that's a bit right. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, I mean, it's it's a weird stuff because it starts starts off with 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 a kind of atmospheric, instrumental, thing, um, um, D F F, which, for me, is totally pointless. Uh, <laughs> uh, just yes, it's just, it's just like, what the yes, it, um, yeah. But then it goes into spook, which is which is which is bizarrely uh, uh, unrepresentative. Um, short track, yeah. uh, um, which is classic uh, in indie indie rock. Spook is good, yeah. Spook is really good, and and then it goes on a run. Sorry to interrupt. It goes on a bit of a good run. It kind of tells a little bit towards the end, but it goes then goes on a good run, a good solid run of tracks. In my opinion, yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I mean, I, I think, I think, I think right, you're right, right. I mean, particularly in the although for me the strongest bit of the album is the middle bit. Mm. So 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 uh, kind of echo ninth. Configuration, yeah. question of faith, particularly, are, 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 are all re- really good. Although I did read a review this morning after I'd written that down, and someone commented, "Yeah, Echo just sounds like 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 someone someone doing Coldplay." But then they went, <laughs> but then they put in brackets, and I'm like, "Only better." Yeah. Uh, so which, which I thought was quite funny. The, the, the thing I've the problem the, if I've had a do I have a problem with I suppose the, the thing I've always had about them is that even twenty years on. Mm. Is they've always kind of felt like they're the Doors doing an impersonation of a '80s UK indie band. I'm just like nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Which you know, clearly, it's not necessarily a bad thing. No, but that Latter Day Doors, I reckon. Well, not quite. Yeah. I'm, I'm, sp- I'm still speaking about when all the main members were still alive. Oh, yes, yeah, latter day, as, but obviously. As opposed to, yeah. As opposed to. Your latter day, though, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, my latter day, again. L- less about that period, the better. Um, the, like, I'm thinking latter, sort of, you know, LA woman kind of period as opposed to, you know, peak. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah peak no, Morrison. Yeah, no, I think uh, very, very much LA woman. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, moving on. Um, we move on. Uh, to the second album by a band called The President Lincoln, Pilgrim and Aliens. Uh, and I should say up front here to, uh, to do one of those disclaimer things that people occasionally do. So we're reviewing this on the recommendation of a friend of ours called Karina. Hello, Karina. Hi, Karina. Um, who is friends with the guitarist uh, Pete Fussy and backing singer Mo Doshi. Um, so because she'd brought this album to our attention, I thought, why not? Didn't know they were. Let's give it a go. Um, <laughs> the good news, from my point of view, the list is, I don't think it sucks, so that's a good thing. I was thinking, oh, we're going to review this album, and I've told someone I've reviewed this album. If I now think it's shite, that's going to be really, really awkward. Because we're always honest. Yeah. <laughs> just thinking, that could be bad. Um, thankfully, that is not the case. And this, this is a, it's actually a really interesting, interesting. The first thing I really liked about this record, it has to be said, is. 
it starts immediately. So the opening track, which I'll get to a bit, 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 bit which is called An Attack on My Artist and Attack on My Progress. And before you think it's a Manic Street Preachers song, <laughs> um, it is and it isn't. Uh, <laughs> it literally starts. I, I think the, op the, the opening second, he starts singing. It's the album. He yeah. starts singing. It's, 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 it's like no yeah. kind of like, hey, let's have a little intro and then the thing. Yeah. So, so, no, we start. I really, really like that kind of thing. Mm. The song itself is also actually a really, really good slice of um, modern pop, mm. pop rock. Yeah. Obviously, you do have the slight pretension of the kind of title, yeah. which immediately makes you start reaching for Manic Street Preachers, <laughs> 1975, and other, other kind of bands. Uh, and it does indeed mention William Morris, a textile designer, poet, uh, etc., etc., in the, in, in the song, which don't hear a lot of, but it's quite fun. It's quite fun for them, and thankfully there is more of that fun in the, in the album, particularly um, Song for My Captors, which is in the middle of the album, which I think is a cracking song. It's that same kind of infectious kind of indie pop quality. It's not an even record, I'll admit, um, but overall I, I kind of found it a very pleasing one and one that offered up more in it than maybe interested to hear more of the band rather than less of the band. And particularly the, the standout moment on the album for me is uh, track three, Next Year in Brooklyn. Yes. Uh, which I have been told by mm -hmm. a reliable source, yeah, Karina, um, that um, it's written about a friend of theirs who died. Wonderful. Um, I mean, but it, it, yeah. Yes. But it's a, it's, it's a magnificent 70s infused. Infused, I'm now going to have ballad. to qualify what I just said. Yeah, but, but give me a moment. Ba ba ballad. It, yeah. and, it, and it's just a beautiful, beautiful song. Yeah, it, it really is. And it encaptures the, all that's good about the album and about the band. So you've got that whole thing. I was, th I was also thinking the other day that, that it has this clearly kind of um, early 70s Bowie, yes. T-Rex kind of influences going on in, across the whole of the, uh, the, uh, the album. But it's kind of channeled through a kind of vocal delivery by the lead singer uh, that's for me was kind of a cross between Mike Scott of the Waterboys and mm -hmm. Brian Maloko of um, Thing Would You Give. That band he was in. Yeah. <laughs> that's the second time we've failed with him, him and his I band. I know, yeah. Um, <laughs> how embarrassing for a yeah, podcast. We yeah, know, know, like yeah. we've, got, we've, got to, we've got to give props to Brian at some point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that, anyway. So actually, overall, I. I, I, I Thought, yeah, this album, this album's alright. I, 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 this, the, 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 there's enough in this album that makes me want to learn more about the band. And if they, and if they were doing a gig in London, I'd be very tempted. Yeah. I'd be there with you. Um, next year in Brooklyn almost had me in tears. Um, in a, in a, in a, in a wonderfully positive kind of way as well. Um, it really struck a chord. And having you just told me that, it makes perfect sense. Having had uh, a dear friend of ours uh, pass away. Indeed, who yes. spent you know latter years of his life in Brooklyn, um, and having been reminded of the times we spent there, um, uh, you know, I, it, it was just such a it was just such a warm hug of a song for me. Um, I really really enjoyed that song, and now I know why. <laughs> really spoke to me. So also, that really helped it was the was the was the uh, yeah. the the backing vocals of said um, person Mo who. who uh, 
Yeah, it, but there's almost that duet feel going yeah. on throughout the song. And I thought, and I really like, yeah. I really like, yeah. I really like the way her voice kind of blended it, blended, blended of, in on the background vocals, and particularly almost sharing the vocals towards the end of the track. I yeah, and that sort of speaking to each other across, across this, uh, you know, an indefinable space that that sadly cannot be crossed. It, it, it just, it just really spoke to me of the song. I'm so, I'm so wonderfully, I feel fantastic for learning that. Thank you for that. Um, uh, I mean, okay, it's very hard for me now to focus on the rest of the, the album. I was going to say, Next Year in Brooklyn is a, is, a, is a wonderfully delightful song, as is Patricia as well. Um, Patricia's very really nice. Really likes towards the end of the song, yeah. Towards the end of the album. Um, this, this is a, it's quite, quite, I mean, we do this, we do this month in, month out, and we, you know, we find albums, and, and sometimes you, you throw, people throw us a curveball or suggest something, and actually this, is, this has been an absolutely brilliant, um, I mean, it's already my album of the podcast. It also reminds me. It also reminds um, me a bit, a bit of actually um, uh, the Leisure Society. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that had that kind of element it, yeah. of, of kind of the kind of quirkiness of the. Yes, it is. I've read reviews that have also said 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 Decemberists as well, as well. But I think yeah. I, I think for me it's more the Leisure no, Society. No, it's more quirk. But, but, more I can, quirk but, but I can understand why people might say that. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's just got it's got a it's got a I was going to say whimsy or folksy. Feel to it. Um, I think that's a bad. Yeah, I, you know, and it had, and 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 obviously a band that that, that clearly have their, um, they they they've clearly got feet on either side of the Atlantic, you know. Uh, and yeah, I think, comes, I think the lead singer. I think the lead singer is American. Yeah, it comes Mr. very much. That band very much comes through in their, their their sort of songwriting as well. Um, it has that classic English songwriting sensibilities about it, but but with that clear sort of East Coast. Yeah, Decemberist sort of sort of feel. Um, so yeah, no, really enjoyed this album. Really enjoyed this album, and now I know why. So finally, we move on to the BBC sound of 2018. Yeah. Uh, more specifically, the the top five. Oh. Um, and that's as well as usual. As usual, as of last year, when we decided we weren't going to go through each individual one because it was a bit of a pain. Um, the top five were Pale Waves from Manchester, Khalid from the US, uh, I Am DDB from Manchester, Rex Orange County from the glorious Hazelmere, and Sigrid from uh, Norway. Um, overall opinion of the top top five and any specifics that you'd like to draw out from said people? Um. <laughs> Obviously leaving Sigrid to last. Yeah, we'll leave Sigrid to last. Um, I'm quite having now sort of seen the list written out um, and uh, seeing Manchester written down twice is, is always it's, it's always good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, did they, I, I increasingly struggle. That, okay, comment on the list overall. I increasingly struggle with this every year. This this exercise. Yeah. Um, I mean, we used to we used to really sort of throw ourselves into it. And I think when we were doing that, um, actually the quality of the list overall was possibly higher. Maybe um, now I'm going to qualify that when we get to the, the, the final couple of artists, but but I just I just feel that, that it comes through. It's it's very formula. It's becoming very formulaic as an exercise. Not not us reviewing it. Yeah. The the compilation of the list. Sure. As a whole, um, it's and when you get to the end of the the, the list, it it is very much the the eight the the band that sounds like it could be from the eighties or the nineties, the indie band, the urban artist. The grime artist, <laughs> um, the sort of quirky guitar-y, 
possibly country. And then last year we had, of course, the man of many talents. Um, yeah. So there's always a curveball thrown in, but it it's, it it just feels as a as a list, it's becoming quite a, a less of a signpost, I suppose, to 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 what's really going on. Or maybe I'm just getting older. I don't know. It's Could be. I mean, keep me awake at night. You know. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's it, it's interesting. I mean, I I um. Did you listen to the longer list at all? I did listen to the longer right. list. There was so, a Spotify playlist. For the so how does it? As I saw. How does it compare to? How does this five compare to the longer list? Well, I listened to the longer list just after this came out. Right. Uh, and this wasn't my top five. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so I so I listened to the short list because I'm lazy, uh, <clears throat> and maybe the lesson therein is listen to all of the pieces. Um, and I and I'm, I'm you know I'm. I'm I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm actually going to be quite nice. I, I'm going to be quite nice about most of this. But I, I, I am going to start off by, by my, my negative, which is the the artist that came third, which is uh, IMDb, um, which is Dana DeBrito, who I found incredibly dull. Mm. I mean, just didn't grab me, didn't no. engage me, didn't yeah, engage yeah, at all. And when I listened to the full list, yeah, I thought she was joint worst thing in the, in the oh gosh, so, right, so I, okay. I, I wasn't expecting it to be in the top five at all this point number three she's going to be the one with the most successful career then quite possibly <laughs> i mean she, and, 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 and but to be fair that's based on two two, two tracks so, yeah. so you know it's she may well be hugely talented and i may live to you know eat my words on that it wouldn't be the first time outside of that i didn't mind the rest of the rest of the stuff I mean, pale waves were quite were quite fun because but as soon as that as soon as the pale waves start first song <laughs> pale waves song, I, think I thought this is the 1975, <laughs> but just with a female singer. I'm thinking, uh, actually, okay. I think I prefer the 1975, <laughs> the female singer. Um, and television romance is a, a lovely, lovely, lovely infectious slice of guitar pop. Uh -huh. The problem, from, the problem I had was that the other track, um, "There Is Honey," sounded exactly the same. So it's "There Is Honey" that I um, just like, sounded exactly the same. Yes, and so that. So I so so that I would need to hear more of them to know whether whether they are quite literally a one trick pony or whether there is more depth to their sound. But the two tracks, I liked the two tracks, but my problem with the two tracks was the problem was the was the fact that they sounded very similar. Um, I didn't mind Khalid. Um, yes, guy. He's obviously. Um, is that his? I mean, clearly this is a BBC thing, it's a, U, a UK thing. But his his album, his debut album, came out in the middle of last year. Right, yeah. Um, so, so he's and sold very well in the states, states, states as well. Um, bit of a bit of an odd inclusion then. It, yeah, I mean, but maybe they're just expecting him to be to to, you know, to, to build on that. To, to be born on that. And be, I mean, I I, 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 suppose, I like the young Bowman's. German broke. Was yeah. kind of perfectly formed, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, I like Sorry. young, young, dumb and broke um, yeah. track that, that that's on on the yeah. thing thing, um, which which actually was so good that it earned him a sports lot on Lords tour. Cause right. She kind of went, oh, I really like that. Um, yeah. So I like I like I like. He just seems to be an artist that has that that seems to have a. A large scope in, in what he's trying to write and what he's trying to think think of. I did, did read somewhere that um, his modern songwriting idol is actually Father John Misty. Right. He likes storytellers and people that are trying to do do more. 
that's that's I didn't I didn't kind of mind his thing and, and similarly with um, Rex Orange County Country um, Young Man Alex Connor who apparently was on the uh, what's it called album um, Twelve of the Creators album um, his voice at least was on Twelve of the Creators the two tracks of his that were on that playlist were kind of weird because you've got you had the one which was um, "Loving Is Easy," which is very much a seventies um, piano ballad, West Coast kind of thing. And which had, I didn't mind. Yeah, which is which was quite, quite, yeah. which is quite, quite good. And I, I, I was going to come in avoiding avoiding using the uh, ping kind of thing. Yeah, but, but, but that's but, but bizarrely, <laughs> I was I was searching for this song earlier 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 on online and I found the Times. Oh, yes. Reviewing the song when it came out, the track coming out, and the person at the time said, "Todd Rundgren is soft rock pomp is reborn in the guise of a suburban Surrey teenager. His dreamy song is like an Indian summer breeze." Um, but then, but then, it's really weird and makes me kind of interested in him more. Yeah, is the fact that "Addition," which is the other track I'm on, I think, totally different. Yeah, very much a modern contemporary kind of thing that, that has a slight kind of R and B kind of into it. And it's almost like a different artist altogether. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, well, I'll say that. Yeah, a, I didn't particularly like that track. No, no, no. But it made me more interested in him as an artist because I kind of think, oh, hello. Mm -hmm. Actually, very good. Is there actually some something more going on here that actually could make it really, really interesting? Um, you know, as with all these things, I guess time will tell. Time. But obviously, the winner, and for me, a very deserved winner. Uh, was Sigrid. Um, and I'm, I'm going to say now, if, if I get to the end of the year and there's a better pop song than Strangers, I'll be <laughs> genuinely shocked. So I, think, I, think, I think it's a work of genius. I'm so relieved to hear you say that, Scott. Yeah, um, it is a work of genius. I, I, I do believe that I texted you earlier. <laughs> you did text me earlier, yes. <laughs> to, to say... Um, that I just listened to Secrets and it was strangers and um, I think I think in in the words of um, and it wasn't Alan Partridge but it was certainly Steve Coogan um, Seagreed is is my song of the year everything else is a footnote yeah yeah but what replacement this is this is a genuine thing I'm, I'm genuinely looking forward to her album because the other yeah. track the other track that's available for us to listen to on this one thing was um, don't kill my vibe which is yes. also Really good. Really good. And again, she's got um, a variation in depth of, of, of style as well. Because I instantly, and hey, this hasn't happened. It only happens every once every blue moon. We had one recently. Um, and I, as soon as I heard this song, I was like, my God, who's this? Right, I need to know more. Yeah. And I, 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 love, I love it when that happens. Yeah. And you're just like, I've got to know more now about this artist and everything that I should have been jamming up on the last couple of weeks, <laughs> but I haven't. <laughs> And I spent I spent the rest of my train journey sort of going through anything that was available on Spotify, you know. Um, yeah, and and I, and I think I think I think when the album comes comes, it's it's going to be very interesting indeed. Yes. So you can only let us down from this point. You, this is it. Now I'm afraid. Can, can, I'm you, afraid. can you survive the the and trauma yeah, of letting the down the CTTB podcast? The absolute disappointment that they gave you album can only beckon. <laughs> Until then. I think we should finish that. <laughs> Until then. <laughs> <laughs>